Hello everybody, this is Michael Casey, a fat silver-haired writer in shades from Birmingham, England. So, thank you for listening. I hope you can hear me. I'll find out. Now, in my ears I've got It's called tinnitus, which is a horrible disease. And it's like a Roman slave going or a snake. If it was a Roman slave called tinnitus, you'd flog it. But you can't flog your own ears. That's the clock in the background. That's a timely reminder that time is short, our lives are short, so don't waste time. There you go, end of advert. Now, who was I? Yeah, tinnitus. Oh, it's not a Roman slave, but if you want something Roman, Google Up Pompeii with Frankie Howard. It was a a comedy show back in 1970. We all watched it as kids while we were learning Latin with Mr. Hanley at grammar school. So if I'm rubbish, at least Up Pompeii might amuse you. Okay, now carrying on. If I record for five minutes, you can read it in five minutes. But actually to write something, excuse me, <clears throat> to write something takes an hour normally. I'm sat at this desk, and away I go, and now I'm done. And I, and I post it on my bloggers and my WordPress. I back it up for security. I used to be a computer operator. Back in 1978, when computers were as big as wardrobes and naughty boys used to sleep on them. No names mentioned, but that was over 40 years ago. Now, the same processor would be smaller than your thumbnail. Yes, smaller than your thumbnail. So, that's computers. So, use them. Do your security, because you always need security. You have at least three copies email it to yourself, copy it to a USB stick, send it to your mother-in-law, and she'll hide it under a bed when no man dare go. So you'll have your backup, your financial accounts, whatever it is you're doing, or silly stories, which is all I can do. Now, I've been writing since 1987, because I bought a house, and I thought, what am I gonna do now? So I started writing in pencil, on paper, using shoelaces to tie the pieces of paper together. After doing that for a few months, on the night shift, I said to Pad, hello, Patrick Webb, where are you now? He's probably a senior computer engineer. Who knows? I said, what shall I do now? Pad said, write a book. So I wrote a book. And that was finished. The typescript and a typewriter, remember those? I sat on an old barn chair with the, with the back broken off, put it on a stool with a red top and typed away and I finished on Leap Year's Day 1988. That's why in the story 29288 is the code like dynamite. When a taxi driver's been attacked he says dynamite on the radio and everybody comes to help you. And they've got baseball bats in the back of the car. You don't mess with taxi drivers and you don't abuse them. That's just another story. So I wrote that, finished it. What should I do now? So I wrote a play called Shop Life, about a shop. Blair's store. 
This was in 1988, I wrote that. So there you go. And it was accepted by a theatre, but not finally produced. They may have done Rocky Horror instead, I don't know exactly. So that's just generality. Now, how do I actually write a story? Well, I look out the window, and if I see something, oh, that reminds me of something, and away I go. And then within an hour, I've got something. It's as easy or as stupid as that. You have to read them to decide for yourself. But remember, I started reading, my mother taught me to read, by reading the chipper column in the Birmingham Evening Mail, and I read by the yard, because I was afraid of Mr Gallagher, with the bushy eyebrows, who looked like Milo O'Shea from me mammy, or from uh, Duran Duran. He was, I think he was Duran Duran in Barbarella. So I imagine him as my teacher, frightened of him, so I hid in books, in, increased my intellect, and so I started reading. So I read incessantly for years, and then while Lodger went off to Ireland, he, he gave us his, his um, Bush radio, the all the big ones, not the, not the copy, but the big ones with the saucer dial, the marzipan handle, and the domino, the domino dials. So we listened to that, and if you listen to that for years, and I mean years, probably 20 years, it's like your university. That was my university, because you have clever people talking sense clearly, rather than people saying, I don't know, yes. So it's, it's good for your intellect. Because you want to improve your kids' intellect, switch off the telly and rubbish, make them listen to the radio for an hour every single day. There you go. So that's what fed me. So now, if I want to write a story, I'll look at the window. So I've listened to radio for 20 years. I've read by the earth. I'll look at the window. I'll see something. For example, I saw a man on a bicycle with a mirror under his arm. Obviously, it's dangerous for him because he might break it and cut himself. But also for drivers. Why? Because you imagine the sun bouncing off that and dazzling drivers and they'll all crash. So I was sat in the the front room at the computer and repeatedly went back and forth and each time he was carrying something else so I thought what's he doing he's moving house he can't afford a van so it's a bicycle removal service if you look online you'll find that story bicycle removal service so the, the idea just get the first an idea a word one sentence and then away I go and you get a page or two pages and then I can bore you all and shove it on that website it's as easy and simple as that. Okay. Over 20 years ago, my old company, when they were going to make us redundant, they says, we'll send you on a course. So I says, send me on a presenting course. So we learned how to present. How do you do that? I want to teach you now. Look, on my desk in front of me is pencils and papers, keyboards and, and all this stuff. So if you pick a random object or empty your pockets on the table, and pick a random object and, and can you talk about that object for one minute for one minute you can do it anybody can unless you're stupid or you've had 17 pints of, of guinness and one pack of cheese and, and crisps you know it's full stuff so all you do you pick up the object by sunglasses here and say sunglasses are to protect your eyes why do i wear them indoors because in my computer room days we had smoke glass not for our benefit to protect the computers from overheating. <clears throat> Therefore, when you left the room, it was bright because you're used to being in a, a, a shaded room. 
so I needed sunglasses. Also, on my other job, I was on the computer non-stop, and I went blind. My eyes were totally wonky. I had to be taken down the eye hospital. What's going on? It was because I was staring at the computer non-stop, to, controlling all the print pro. That was at Princeton Masons, but that's another story. So that's why I wear shades. And I have a talk for a minute. Okay, and you get five of your mates round, you can have a cup of tea or alcohol or not alcohol, whatever you do or don't drink. And you take turns to speak about something. And then you say, oh, that was rubbish. Sure, that was good. That was interesting. And you just rotate around the objects. So it's a, a, a clock, a picture, a cuddly toy, a stool, a chair, a carpet. Each one of those objects I've just spoken about, mentioned, you could each speak for one minute about. It's easy. So you, and then you take turns. You can mock each other. Make it fun. Make it fun. And then, OK, OK, we're going to have another thing. So somebody else empties his pockets. can be very embarrassed in that. And then you speak about the other things. But this time, it's going to be two minutes. And then you increase it to three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. Now, the next day, somebody has to stand up and speak for... 15 minutes. That's hard. So on the train, because the training was in Oxford, I practiced and all this stuff. So I thought, I know, I've just been to Paris. I'll talk about my Paris misadventure. People have adventures, I have misadventures. It's a difference. Now, I stood up and I started speaking, and I, I just told them the true story. And they were crying with laughter. And at the end, she, she interrupted Michael, have you done 50? How long have you been talking? Well, I said, well, 15 minutes, just no half an hour. Because it was a true story, and they were laughing, and I was enjoying it, and they were. The, the, the tagline at the end of that was, I got food poisoning in Paris, the room was tiny, the bathroom was like climbing into a wardrobe, literally, with a toilet, a sink, and a shower, inside the space of a wardrobe, no lion or witches or anything else. And then, I'm violently ill because I had two meals and a kebab and rolling room and wine and Paris on the first night. And some clown says, Oh, Michael, go to uh, Gare du Nord. It's lovely there. No, it wasn't. In 98, it was a red light area. <laughs> so, and I didn't know, I was just there. So, dodgy and all this stuff. So, in the morning, I went to the pharmacy, practicing my French. Avez-vous des arbres de parfait? Have you des de Which means, have you got any cheap aspirin? So she gave me a tube. It's as big as a extra strong mints, which are twice the size of normal mints. I says, what's this? And I opened the tube, and on the tube it says aspirin tampone. I thought, what's that? I opened it, no string. Tampone was a word I didn't know. It means in a tube. So I thought she was giving me something for a lady. And it wasn't. So I put one in my mouth and I fizzed like a rabid dog. I was drinking water outside the pharmacy, all this. And in Paris at that time, there was machines, les preservatifs, which means condom machines, because they'd want everybody to have those so they wouldn't have AIDS. So there you go. So I told this story on my training course in Headington. Hello to AC Nielsen, if, you, if anybody alive that remembers me. And they laughed. Now, all of you can do what I've just done. All of you can tell a story. All of you can organize it on cue cards or, or A4 papers, tear it in half. That's cue cards then, yeah? It's simple. All it takes is practice.
And when I'm writing, when you're talking, you're talking at one speed. When you're writing, you're at another speed. Yeah. So when you're thinking, you're at another speed. So when you think, you're actually four times faster than what your speaking speed and your writing speed is this. So it's first gear for, for writing, fourth gear for speaking, and tenth gear for thinking. And so when I'm thinking, it goes out the first gear while I, I type on the type on the keyboards, and then when I'm finished, that's what you see. Yeah, but it takes me an hour. You, it's one, it's five minutes. You have a donut and come. Oh, he's rubbish. Michael Case is rubbish. He's absolute rubbish. But some of you like it, and then away I go. Now, the butcher, the baker, and the undertaker. The original title was a nation of shopkeepers. And those of you who have done history know that's that what Napoleon said about the British, the English. Oh, they're nothing. They're a nation of shopkeepers. And then he got his ass kicked. So there you go. So I changed the title to The Butcher, The Baker and The Undertaker because in the story there is a butcher, a baker and the undertaker. And because I had Polish neighbours, I translated some of it. The finale, last three chapters, called In Search of an Indian Princess which is a kidnap and rescue scenario. And I got, what was it, 27,000? Was it 27,000 or 30,000? I've got it written down somewhere. In three weeks, or by word of mouth. So I went, whoosh, thought, ah! So that was that. So later on, I thought, I'll use Google Translate and dump my translations. So if you go to WordPress, you will find Michael Casey, and it's, I'm clicking it, it's Michael Casey from Birmingham, England, at wordpress.com. Michael Casey from Birmingham, England, at wordpress.com. And on there, you'll get a couple of thousand stories, including many, many translations. That's why people are, are, are listening to or reading the stories in up to 90 countries now, all over the world. Doesn't mean I'm any good. It might mean that they think it's something else and they're disappointed. But to me, it means that it works. All over the country, it works. Because it's a story about ordinary people being ordinary, but it's funny. Because you can all relate to it. Oh, that's Mohammed. That's Mr. Singh. That's, that's Mr. Smith. That's Mr. Jones. That's Tom, Dick and Harry. Whoever you are, in whatever country you are, whatever nationality you are, whatever faith or none you are, you can relate to it. That's what I think, yeah? It might just be because it's, it's exceedingly well written, just like Mr. Kipling's cakes. But you can go and read it and dump a file that, from a word processor. And I've had thousands being um, downloaded. Recently, I put all my Korean stuff, my, put my stuff in Korean translation. Why? Because I love K-dramas. A K-drama is like a mix between a James Bond film and a carry-on comedy. High-end class acting and, and scenery and you know designer clothes and extremely pretty girls and boys and so whatever you, way you like to look, you'll be pleased, eye candy. And then it's twists and turns in the plot and then there's soaring music. And if you see a Korean girl cry, there's the clock again striking nine. It breaks your heart, and you want to watch more. Or if you see what a boy cry, so it's it's cliffhangers. Recently, we had Vintento. Vintento. Here's the clock. 
counted me out in the in the boxing ring. It then, though, which was about a Korean mafia guy, he comes back and kicks, and it's really good. Best one I've ever seen, and I've seen loads and loads and loads there. So that's Vintento. Go watch it. Or if you want something that's Korean, I watch in Korean with on full volume with subtitles. It's very good. But there's also a Chinese one I watched the other night called Super Me, which is about a scriptwriter with amnesia, with insomnia, who can't sleep and he has dream mad dreams. It's very funny, lots of action. And obviously I connected with that because I'm a scriptwriter, I write, and also I've got tinnitus, which means some nights I don't get to sleep till morning, literally. So I'm in bed for seven hours and still don't sleep. Don't get it. I have sympathy for those. So there you go. So that's just some general talking for you. So that's how you write. You just look out the window, see something, and away you go. That's how I do it. I don't prepare because I've read thousands of books. I listened to the radio for 20 years and then I actually practice writing. When I finished writing The Butcher, The Baker and The Undertaker, that's when I said, okay, I, I passed the exam. I've got the degree. I know how to write. So I practice, practice. So that was like 20 years listening, one year's practice, 21 years, and that's over 30 years ago. So altogether, that's 50 years, so I should be good. You, you might think I'm rubbish, but I should be good by now because I've been doing it for 50 years. There's a master baker, there's a master builder, there's a master whatever they are, and there's a writer, and that's me. So you might hate the stuff, but again, if I can do it, you can do it, anybody can do it. If you're listening to this in Benin, or if you're listening to this in Pakistan, or if you're reading this in Samoa or Syria or Peru or Japan or Korea or only everywhere, you know, 90 places. Well, you might be a hitman on the run, <laughs> trying to escape me, my words, or somebody else. Or you might think, oh, I found him. He's funny. Well, no, I'm not funny. The words are funny. There's a difference, yeah? So that's about it. This is over 18 minutes now. So I'm going to see if this sounds good because... Because of, yeah, yeah, oh, also, while I'm, while I'm about it, when you see on the thing, I've had a quadruple heart, press, heart bypass, kidney problems, tinnitus, arthritis, it's all true. It's not made up. I'm not trying to scam anybody. You know, all, nobody's paying me for anything. You know, if you want to buy, give me money, buy the books on Amazon. Yeah, but you won't. You'll just get the free one in your own language on WordPress. So what you see is what you get. You can even see a photo of my scar on my chest. So there you go. Look after your health, eat wisely, all that sort of exercise. Or promise your children you can have a dog if I die or a cat if I have a heart attack. Those were my very words. Not lying. My very words. And a few weeks later, unplanned, quadruple heart bypass. It's supposed to be a triple. I said, don't tell me anything, I'm squeamish. Well, afterwards I found out it was actually four grafts. That's why I've got a scar from Adam's apple down to my belly button, practically, and a scar from my groin down to my ankle on both legs. 
So there you go. I'm scarred. So it's. The, so I've also got a lump. It's a bit like a breast growing in the middle of my chest. That's called a hernia. One in 100 of people who have heart bypasses have one of those. Apart from that, I'm a George Clooney look-alike, but far more sexier. I know they'd, they'd ignore George Clooney and come swooning to me. And I actually weigh more than Tyson Fury, although he's nearly a foot taller because it's dense fat, because I'm thick. All right, so there you go. Because the family's from County Kerry, and I am really SSOB. As you guessed already, I am a SOB, which means son of a blacksmith. Son of a blacksmith. Because my dad really was a blacksmith and then worked for 40 years in a steelworks in Smethwick. There's so much here, okay? So I'm going to stop in a second. The other reason is, I'm going to, if I speak, it's done, yeah? But if I write, I've got to, I've got to write it and I'm going to back it up and all that stuff. So I'll see if I like what I sound and I might do more speaking. But then I have to work out how to get copies of what I've transferred from the words into text uh, because I've only got so much energy. I used to be as strong as an ox, now I just smell like one. There you go, it's true. But CK1 or CKB are, are great, just buckets of those are very good. Or a dab of Jace Blue is drained, disinfected behind my ears, and then, I'm, then I can talk to people. <laughs> Not that they listen. So, this is my new setup with my little mic stand on my on my microphone. I've got a spit filter as well, so we'll see whether that works. And in my ears, I've got, and then it's it's after five past nine now. So I've been speaking for like twenty minutes, twenty-two minutes according to my clock here. So I hope you like it. Hope you enjoy it. Tell your friends where to find it. It'll be on my anchor thing and on Spotify. Is it on Spotify? Let me have a click. I'll click over here. I'm clicking right now. So if you go to my other site, which is butcherbakerundertaker.blogspot.com, butcherbakerundertaker.blogspot.com, at the very top of the page, you'll see short stories from Birmingham Podcast 2, and it's got the address for my Spotify. It's got about me and me sat, sat there on a chair with the pictures behind me and explaining about how I've been writing all this time and the bits about the arthritis. None of it's made up. And I hope they caught that because they're looking away from the microphone. No, it's all that. It's, it's true. I am dilapidated. <laughs> so, <laughs> you have to laugh. That's the other point. Sometimes you have to give yourself a kick up the backside, you know, and kick up the backside and you know carry on now I'm going to stop now and try and load this up and you can all send me an email saying Michael Casey I think you're rubbish all you have to do is email michaelgcasey at hotmail.com with a subject line and write in English because I only read English and I haven't got the time to translate it, etc. Yeah, so email. I like your writing, or I think your writing stinks. In the subject line to Michael G Casey 
hotmail.com. And if you're genuine, you might get a reply. But anybody sends me, I have a disease, I'm dying, I wish to give you £10 million, or hello, honey, all those are just rubbish. And I'm being polite, because I know how to swear like a blast furnace man. Because my dad was a blast furnace man for 40 years sweating. So I take rubbish from nobody. I might look sweet, but I know how to bite. As Laura used to say when I was working with her on reception in the hotel. So hello to Laura, she was a lovely lady. I don't know where she is now. I haven't seen her for 20 years. And that is your lot. All I have to do now is click and stop. And we're coming up to 25 minutes. So remember, if I can write, you can write. It does help if you listen to the radio for 20 years, if you practiced, if you read. And then if you've been writing for 30, oh, well, not actively writing all the time, but it's your, your mindset. So altogether, it's 50 years. And I'm not, I'm not 70. I'm just, in my head, I'm 20. So that's it. Bye. Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. Super me. Just watched on TV. 10 tenths so watch IT just watch super me on TV. 10 tenths so watch it. I watched in Chinese with English subtitles. I'll watch it again tomorrow with sound on 10 and laugh and more again. It's about a poor screenwriter with insomnia. As I am a writer too, and my tinnitus keeps me awake I was in a dream. It's really good. I'm used to hearing Chinese anyway in our house, with my Shanghai connection. But all of you out there should watch it. Have to go now or am I just prawn crackers? By the way 12th May in the morning marks 25 years since my mum died, which ultimately led. To me having a Shanghai connection, it's in Padre Pio and me a true story. Anyway my mum would have loved super me, and she always encouraged all her six children. May 11, 2021. Padre Pio and me 2017 download. Tuesday, May 11, 2021. Super me. Just watched on TV. 10 tenths so watch IT just watch super me on TV. 10 tenths so watch it. I watched in Chinese with English subtitles. I'll watch it again tomorrow with sound on 10 and laugh and more again. It's about a poor screenwriter with insomnia. As I am a writer too, and my tinnitus keeps me awake I was in a dream. It's really good. I'm used to hearing Chinese anyway in our house, with my Shanghai connection. But all of you out there should watch it. Have to go now or am I just prawn crackers? By the way 12th May in the morning marks 25 years since my mum died, which ultimately led. To me having a Shanghai connection, it's in Padre Pio and me, a true story. Anyway my mum would have loved super me, and she always encouraged all her six children. May 11, 2021. Padre Pio and me 2017 download. 